And I want to bring that into this conversation that burnout doesn't always necessarily mean that you're taking a lot of action either. I want to flip the perspective. It also means that you could be going through something emotionally taxing in your life. You could be going through something hard with a relative or a conflict or just it doesn't always have to be in that place. It could also be empowering. It could also be you're growing and you're, you're changing the version of yourself. So that can also lead to burnout. Hey there, and welcome to the Soul Talks podcast. We are your hosts, Julie Gerber, inner critic and body image coach. And I'm Sarah Vasquez, breakup recovery and empowerment coach. Tune in as we dive into conversations about the pursuit of your desires so that you can feel confident and become magnetic in life and love. If you're ready for some deep soul talks all about dating and love, the relationship you have with yourself, and some crazy wild stories along the way. Grab your girlfriend, a glass of wine, or your favorite drink, and enjoy the ride. So welcome, everybody, to the Souls Talk podcast. And today, we're going to cover a topic that I know shows up for me, and it shows up for Sarah and also the clients that we work out. But the topic is burnout. And we're really wanting to have a conversation of you know, not only what is burnout and what's that look like for each individual person, but more of how do we we begin to even shift our own energy around burnout so we can, you know, potentially experience it less frequently or less intense. And I know there's this real concept of, um, what, what burnout looks like and have a new perspective on burnout and tr- change that conversation and, and, and have a bit more compassion towards needing to stop, needing to slow down and that being more normalized. So I think this will be such an interesting um, conversation um, and I'm so excited to share my thoughts and then, you know, see what, see what the audience says. I mean, you know, definitely we want people to comment and share their own experiences of burnout. So for Sarah, I know you have worked with clients and this can come up for them. In particular, you've talked about this idea around the push, a very pushy mentality. And and I would say I'm fault of that. I can be a bit of a perfectionist, which also sometimes puts me in that space where I become so pushy or I want to force things to happen and I work harder to make them happen. So I've had to actually step back at times and really check in with my own energy and recognize that if I'm coming from that place of pushiness, what message am I actually sending out to my audience or to my clients? So yeah, I want to hear, you know, what experience you've had with clients around burnout. So powerful. And okay, a story about my client and also share a personal one. So I was working with a client a few days ago and she's juggling multiple things as we all can relate to, right? (laughs) Where whether we're having multiple businesses or we're a mom and we have kids, we're just juggling so much all at once. So with my client, she's doing a lot of things. She has Airbnbs. She's just a powerhouse. And she also wants to start her own coaching practice and I'm supporting her in that process. And as we were talking, just this whole layer of frustration and overwhelm and panic, which I can totally relate to. And we're just pushing things to get things done and to make things happen. She was just starting to feel overwhelmed and out of sorts. And it's a very, very clear indicator that when 
when we're having those emotions or we're feeling that in our physical body, what can, what tends to happen is burnout can signal to us subconsciously, this idea that I'm not doing enough, or I'm not good enough, or I'm not performing enough, or I'm not pushing enough. And actually with my client, when we got down to the root of it, we actually went back into, you know, her history and she came from with an immigrant background, immigrant parents, Italian family that really had to push and she had to really push in order for her to survive. So getting mindful of my client and where she is and how she's actually pushing. I think you and I, Julie, we, we experience this in our coaching practice alone. And there's this level of very masculine energy and how our world is set up in that pushing. And we need to continuously push and push and push to get things done. And signs of burnout are actually indicating to us that when our physical body needs to rest or we're feeling exhausted, we tend to feel a lot of guilt around it. And we tend to feel as if we're doing something wrong and we internalize it and we think it's a part of our fault or there's some incompleteness. But really when I backtracked with my client, it had nothing to do with her potential. It just had everything to do with her energy and how much energy she was putting out and how much she was receiving in for herself. So we did in that call, we actually backtracked the last week of what she was doing, because of course she had these thoughts of like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not there at the level that I want to be. How relatable for all of us, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh my goodness. So (laughs) relatable. I feel her. And so I backtracked and we witnessed how her week was. And she's like, I feel like I haven't been doing a lot. And sure, there are going to be weeks where we're not actually physically taking action and doing a lot. But when we backtracked, we actually pulled out about 90% of her week was emotional. So she had ran into an ex. She had had all of these emotional pulls at her. And I want to bring that into this conversation that burnout doesn't always necessarily mean that you're taking a lot of action either. I want to flip the perspective. It also means that you could be going through something emotionally taxing in your life. You could be going through something hard with a relative or a conflict or just, it doesn't always have to be in that place. It could also be empowering. It could also be you're growing and you're, you're changing the version of yourself. So that can also lead to burnout. And I just want to bring up that perspective because Julie, you and I see that so much in our work of how relatable that is. And it's such a normal thing that we go through. And you and I, before we jumped on to do this podcast episode, you were mentioning conventional burnout versus energetic burnout. And I thought that was so interesting and it perked up my ears and was so intrigued. So I'd love to hear your perspective on what that means to you. And if there's anything else that you want to add on. Yeah. And, you know, this is this is where it's so interesting, because if we do look at that, um, you know, what your client was experiencing is this idea of I'm not doing enough and I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. And it's such a core wound of this. I'm not good enough. So in order for me to be good enough, I need to produce more and produce more through most often is our form of our career financially or give more as a mother or a partner, um, a friend, right? And it only continues this cycle of consistent and 
burnout, but then consistently also reinforcing I'm not good enough. And in order for me to achieve good enough, good enoughness, I have to keep give, 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 right? And and it's also sort of when I look at that is this conventional idea around how we need to function in society is I grew up in a home where my dad was up early and worked late and my parents still work a lot and they're in their retirement stage in life. And sometimes I look at them and I'm so inspired by that. And at the same time, I also recognize that where is the enjoyment of life and that, you know, I fear that, you know, they're missing out on some of the um, things that they sort of have worked towards. And and then then there's this part of me that also says, is that the path that I want to go down? Do I want to go down this path where I feel this consistent need to work to a degree that I get burnt out or feel so exhausted from just working and spend my off days from work, just trying to recruit or, you know, get back to a place where I can then function again on Monday. It just doesn't seem as though it allows my, my body, my heart and and my energy and soul to, to feel as though it's being served. And that's where I'm going to this conventional and this more newer space of my energetics. And this is a world that I'm diving into a little bit more and understanding the energetics, but I think this is a great place for us to begin to actually shift how we perceive burnout or how we perceive not being active in the sense of going to your job or responding to messages or physically doing something that that is okay. And that is actually really important. And it is something that we actually need to challenge more versus dismiss and really finding different language to describe that, this sense of I'm lazy because I took a day off. And and we kind of, you know, even see that you'll see certain people talk about, oh, I had a lazy Sunday. Mm-hmm. And right where I also want to say, of course you had, a, you know, obviously, yes, everybody needs those days, but why can't we have a lazy Wednesday and, and why can't we use a different, different word to describe it? I had, mm-hmm. you know, I had a self-compassion Wednesday or something else that just really sends a completely different message to our mind and to our body about choosing to not produce for that day or choosing to um, pause. And it's something that I also teach in a lot of that self-love work that I do with clients is I actually encourage them to have days that are intended purely as a day for you just to be slow or to slow down um, because we don't want to continue to have this narrative or this story about ourselves. And there's this idea that I'm only worthy or I'm seen as valuable because I am busy, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I so agree. As you were speaking, this voice came in and it was like doing nothing is something. Mm-hmm. And it really is. I tell my clients all the time, and it's been true with myself time and time again, when we actually release the grip and we let go of the judgments of lazy Sundays and I'm not good enough. When we actually let go and we melt into our bodies and we surrender to what our body needs, we actually get so many creative ideas 
we allow our bodies to recharge in ways that we're giving ourselves full permission. And I have clients sometimes too, and this is such a true thing for myself as well as I will tell myself that I'm going to go to the beach and relax, but my mind is buzzing of different ideas. I, mm-hmm. I don't allow myself to stop. And that actually leads to burnout. I once had a client that was like, I only worked three days this week and I worked a few hours those three days and I am just exhausted. And I asked him like, how, give me a percentage on how much you're thinking about work when you're not working. And he's like, oh, about 95%. So it's also that energetic space that you were mentioning that conventional of like pushing and moving forward, but then also the hum in the background, that energetic burnout that we can all fall trapped to and just want to bring awareness into that piece that doing nothing is something. And you would be so surprised on how much you actually replenish and feel recharged when of course we can release the guilt of that. I know that was true with me. I am such a high achiever and a lot of my identity was wrapped around producing. Yeah. It was wrapped yeah. around, wow, you're an, you're incredible. You're doing so much. And you get this label attached to yourself of now I just need to be a producing making machine basically. And yeah. that honestly is not an identity. No. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, that I wanted to, that I wanted to have, or the label that I wanted to have on myself. And it just got me to start reflecting on mental health and well-being, and how if our mental health and our well-being, we are fueling everything behind our choices with how our internal world is feeling. And this isn't about being perfect, but this is just exactly about honoring the energies and the energetics of our body's intuitive wisdom. And yeah, so here's some things that a lot of the listeners can really sit with is just being really mindful over the next 24 hours with your body, not your mind, but listening to your body and witnessing your body is I'll give a personal example. When I am consuming way too much information, I am an information hoarder. I obsess over information. I tend to get a pain in the back of my head and it feels like a fog or fatigue I already know that I'm burned out and we're going to have different cues in our body on what makes us feel burned out. So instead of it coming at you and it being personal, just check in with your body and see within the next 24 hours, why am I tired or why am I feeling cranky or why am I feeling this way versus taking it on yourself? You would be so surprised on how your body, the energy of your body is going to give you an answer right away. So I just wanted to share that little tip for listeners out there. And I, I, you know, I love that you're saying this piece with the body, because, you know, this is such work that I do is really developing a more balanced relationship with your body. And yes, it focuses on body image, but this is also how do I relate to my body? Do I listen to my body? Do I understand what my body needs from me right now? Am I being conscious enough to hear those messages. And part of this um, idea around burnout is I do believe that there's also this idea that we've, we've disconnected so much from listening to our bodies and that we focus so much on what our mind's telling us or what we've learned um, in, you know, our homes or outside our homes, culture, et cetera, that we really discount 
the message that our body is is giving us. And that's why I love this idea of really, yes, shifting your energy and shifting your relationship to your body so you can begin to listen. What does my body actually need right now? And maybe my body actually does need rest or maybe my body actually needs movement, but the movement is coming from a new perspective or the movement is because that movement's going to move energy out and through my body that is feeling heavy. It's not as though I need to move in order to hit a certain mile point or caloric burn point. It's truly, I'm moving because my body needs me to release energy. And that may be a five minute or that might be a 25 minute movement. Um, So I'm no longer setting those certain expectations or standards. And um, that way I can enjoy that activity differently. Same thing, right? Is I, my body really actually just needs that rest. And, and for me, rest is going to look different. I might find rest sitting and watching, uh, you know, a favorite show where someone else might, might find rest in gardening, but they see that as a more therapeutic activity. So it's really just figuring out too, what is, what is our own individual's rest, but also where do we feel most served as well when we're working or not working and we're off time. So there's just so much here with this discussion. And I, you know, love this idea and this tip around beginning to kind of just listen and connect to your body more and more. Yes. I just want to add one thing before we start talking about how to work through it as well. And mm-hmm. a, a more holistic life. I found that with burnout and the majority of us, there's an anxious hum behind us and there's a level of anxiety that's fueling it because of the need to catch up on things, the need to perform, the need to high achieve or the need to be perfect and that mm-hmm. non-enoughness. And there is that anxious hum behind it. And I remember, I'm going to share the story really quickly. I go through waves in my coaching business and I go through really, really chill places and times where I'm not doing much. And then I go through really motivated times where I'm just like, oh yeah, cranking it out. And I remember walking through my long hallway in the apartment that I was staying in in Oregon. And all of a sudden I just get this charged energy and I'm walking through the hallways with like this pep, pep in my step. And I'm like, Ooh, this is amazing. And I stopped and I paused and I asked one, where is this energy coming from? And two, is this sustainable to have this high frequency, you know, cortisol dripping through my body as I'm in this motivation? And I thought, no, it's not. So I just was walking through the hallway. I had that, that little adrenaline cortisol rush through my body. And I thought, is that really good to do to my body all the time to go on these really high highs and have these really, really low lows and just something to some things to think about internally. There's no right or wrong. It's just honestly learning your own body mechanics and seeing what works for you. So in that moment I had an aha and it was just more along the lines of, okay, Sarah, you can get things done without that high cortisol release. You can, you can get things done in a calm place. You can get things done in a relaxed and graceful place. And that's been a really beautiful part of uh, a personal journey from going from high achiever, constant burnout, being in survival 24 seven. A lot of my childhood was in survival, trying to work through my chaotic household. And then that bleeding over into my lifestyle and just really pausing and witnessing if we become mindful and intentional and really witness our inner mechanics and how we are working exactly what you're saying, Julie is it might be Netflix. 
It might be going for a swim. It might be listening to music. It's, and honestly, I also tell my clients as well, what works for you in one week, let's just say you're doing meditation all one week or yoga one week, the next week, maybe it's jumping on a trampoline or going on a swing. So just stay open-minded to the different possibilities and how you evolve in your day-to-day because we are always evolving. So just being mindful of that in your, in your energetic body. So it leads me to ask, what can we do to live in a more accepting way versus a resistance way of being? So incorporate more life work balance, you think? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good question. And it makes me think about, you know, how do we, how do we actually want to spend our day today? And it's rather than us sometimes just functioning a little on that autopilot, it's just trying to begin a bit more of intentional practice where we actually look at what, what is it that I want um, to do in my day and how do I want my day to also serve me as well? And I fully recognize everybody's lives are going to look very different and their responsibilities are different. And if we can take, you know, just one minute in the beginning of our day to ask ourselves that really important question around how do I want my day to look today? And what do I need from my day? It could really just make that small shift in how we're actually showing up and begin and beginning to have more of that inner awareness when we're reaching our burnout phases or our burnout type activities. And, you know, along with that, I would say too, of course, there are going to be some of those tasks or those daily responsibilities that we all have that we can't just necessarily check out from. And and that's not what we're having a conversation on. There are going to be some things that do require attention or do require us to show up and, and do, whether that's, you know, I have to go to the school and pick up my kids. But it's just actually, you know, again, looking at that activity from a very different lens, where rather than it's, I have to, it's sort of saying more of how else can I experience this? So I can experience it from a place of, oh oh my gosh, I got to go get the kids and then I have to get supper or, you know, this real sort of to-do list. And we could just actually shift and look at it more of, of a gratitude of the opportunity to do some of those things? Um, Or how might I actually show up when I pick up the kids in a more present space versus I'm I'm functioning from my autopilot and, and sort of, you know, looking ahead about all the other things I have to do? You know, how can that activity, that activity that has to be done, be done in a place where it doesn't bring me to burnout or exhaustion. It can bring me to a space where I get to actually experience it from a more present um, space within myself. So those are just some of the tips and strategies that I feel have, have worked for me. And then truly actually not using certain words such as, you know, I had a lazy day or I, I had a bad day or an off day. 
you know, I really actually have had to learn that there's certain days where I am a bit more exhausted and those are non-work days or they're less productive days in the sense of not doing so many tasks that day that I actually create my schedule, um, recognizing that I actually need to have a bit of an easier day. Monday seemed to be, for whatever reason, days where I wake up a little less <laughs> awake and um, I find that when possible, it's not always possible, that I don't overschedule myself on those days. Um, so again, I'm, I'm being more intentional about that. So I know I can show up still for the things that need to get done and I can show up from a balanced place because I also don't have a lot of that worry Sunday night of, oh my gosh, Monday's busy. It's this, it's that. Yes, that does happen. But on the average, I, I have created the day where it allows me to have a bit of a slower start or less pressure. So I don't know, you know, Sarah, if there's any of those resonate even with you or ones um, that you would add um, to how to kind of work through this, how to work through burnout or how to experience less burnout. So I love the example that you gave of a parent picking up their kids and the intention behind it, because intention and perception around how we do something is incredibly powerful. So imagine, I know this is going to sound so strange, but imagine that this is the last time that you're picking up your kids. How different would that energy be? How different would that experience be? So it's honestly about getting control of how we are perceiving something and how we are going into something with that perception. So one thing that you mentioned that I wrote down here as a note is Burnout actually leads to stacking all the to-dos in our minds. So that soccer mom that's driving around, she's already thinking about supper, like you're saying, and the next thing, the next thing. But what really can prevent burnout sounds really simple, but it's, it's, it works. It's being present. So I'm being present and engaging with my kids. I'm aware I'm talking about their day versus stacking everything that I need to do when I get home, because what's going to happen when you get home you're going to do the things that need to get done, but there's a weight that happens when we're stacking all of those to-dos in our minds. This one sounds so simple and so overrated, but I promise you it works. 99% of my clients go through this. And I went through this like crazy when my clients are going through burnout or they're cycling in their mind over and over again on what to do or how to do it or when to start. I, the most basic question that I ask them is, are you writing this down? <laughs> Do you, are you, are you getting all of this out onto paper? And before you look at that piece of paper, it might feel overwhelming, but you start on one small, little tiny task. If you do have a lot going on in your mind. And there's one thing that I want to speak to all of the empathetic, sensitive people that love to give and overgive and are, are gentle and are peaceful. I see you out there. It is totally not selfish to put yourself first. Mm -hmm. Mm. Such a powerful message. Yes. I really want that to sink in because it felt so selfish of me to put myself first. Mm -hmm. And actually my whole life at this point is really revolving around putting my needs first, putting my energy first, valuing my time, valuing my energy and the circle and the people in my life and the experiences are so incredible. So I want you to know that if you're on that edge of, oh my gosh, it's so selfish, or you've been told or chastised for it being selfish. Why aren't you thinking about other people? Or why are you always putting yourself first? 
there's no shame in putting yourself first. It's putting the oxygen mask on for you before anyone else, because you need to function in order for things to progress. So the inner awareness is really key. And just that whole inner dialogue is, I would say that the judgments and the inner dialogue that we have about pushing is about 90% of the battle. It's, it's mindset, to be honest, it's mindset. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, just even go along with the um, permission piece and um, putting the mask on yourself. um, It's also sort of recognizing if I'm continuously pushing myself to exhaustion or, or dismissing my own needs and uh, keep serving others and putting them first and their needs. It is beautiful because there's so many people out there that, that do that in a, such a compassionate and empathetic way. However, what part of them are they actually getting? They're not truly getting the depths of me when I'm in a place of burnout or exhaustion. They're not getting the best version. Um, and I know when I am fully energized and I feel served, I show up in a much more powerful way than if I show up because I feel like now I have to. And it's just that really important message to recognize that for yourselves. And I know, you know, whether I'm working with a therapist or a coach or any, anyone that's serving me, I would rather them take, take the day, reschedule my appointment, whatever it is, if they're not feeling at their best, because I want to make sure that I get to also be the receiver of their best, because that's going to be more powerful for both of us. So um, yeah, I just love that you're mentioning that and wanted to add that. So yeah, there's so much here. And I think we've given, you know, lots of different tips and strategies and underlying um, messages that it is part of mindset shifting and energetic shift when it comes to burnout. And there are definitely a lot of practical um, steps or techniques that you can use to help you avoid or lessen burnout. And it is truly part of inner inner work. It's, it's kind of diving in deeper into why is it that I feel the need to reach burnout or why do I feel the need to continuously put my own needs aside and give, give, give? Why do I feel like out, output or outcomes are seen as more valuable or that I will be seen as enough? It's always kind of questioning those things and knowing that's part of our inner wounds. And those are areas that we need to focus and heal through. So, you know, such a great conversation and, you know, just want to check in, Sarah, is there anything else you want to add? If you're finding someone in your community or your family that you'd love to share this episode with, it would do us such a, an honor and a great favor just to spread the awareness and the news on this perspective of burnout, because, you know, a lot of us were just in that day-to-day. So to have just a shift in a different perspective or to hear a different idea or concept of burnout, we would just be so grateful. And also curious to hear your input and your thoughts, the listeners out there on what you think burnout is, what you might've thought burnout is, and if there's any shifts or ahas that you had in this podcast episode. So we just want to say thank you again for listening and joining us. And it's such an honor to have you here on Soul Talks.